You can't sustain happiness, not without years of practice. If we bring it down to the chemical domain, there are chemical constituents which contribute to the feeling of gratitude, to the feeling of happiness, and other such intimations. It's stupid to think that without practice, we can feel these feelings throughout the day. But we want to. Our bodies addict to such feelings because they think of these feelings as analogous to meaning. The times in our lives when we're happy are the times where we're doing meaningful things. They're the times where our biology is interacting with the environment in such a way that is producing meaningful results. And so it becomes easy to addict to such feelings, for the biology to see these feelings and seek them out as intimations of meaning, but they feel empty, as if they're missing something, as if the promiscuity that often follows with such addictive behavior is going to equate to a meaningful relationship, to a meaningful connection with yourself or with others. And so if you want the ability to respond to the environment with happiness, with gratitude, with love, then you need to understand its relationship with your body. You need to understand the relationship of your experience and perhaps suggestively speaking, intimations of what it means to understand oxytocin, dopamine, and other such neurochemicals in your body. Now you don't need to understand the science to know the experience, or to understand the experience to cultivate the perspective. If you can cultivate the perspective, if you can alleviate yourself and slip into the domain where things make sense and the domain of practice in the domain of cultivating the state cultivating the state think of that which you are as a distinction between states and perception on one hand you are an organism which is constantly and consistently expanding its awareness simultaneously you're an organism which is pulled into 
a direction of striving for something better while being rooted in something deeper. If you understand the second domain of this, then you understand that there are stages of growth. Ken Wilber talks to, alludes to this in his work, as well as I might be disrespectfully mispronouncing his name, but Doshin Roshi is also someone that I think is extremely worth bringing up. And so I think it's extremely important. Just give me one moment. I, uh, I'm ignoring a knock at the door for the finish off this podcast. <clears throat> and so it's important to understand a distinction between the stages of growth and the expansion of, of awareness. Ken Wilber called the expansion of awareness the big mind. It's the big perspective, the cosmic giggle at the end of the rainbow, right? It's when everything begins to encapsulate inside of your perspective. But that's very different than stages. It's very different than than the development of your organism, of your psyche, of your being. Such being is layered with states now i i want to make something clearer and sort of cross over between stages and states i want to convey to you something that you already know practice makes perfect but it also makes present And so when you look at right now, whatever it is you're choosing to feel, you're getting better at feeling it. It's becoming easier to reiterate. And revisit such emotions. And so, In the early stages of meditation, first you're just learning to keep the fucks still. You're learning to hone in on awareness. And once you're based at home, once you have your home base, once you are aware of the thing which is watching the the situations, Once you're aware of the thing which is intermingling with the perspectives, once you're aware of the witness which is watching the world, which is watching yourself, then you become meditative. And that's where the real interest in meditation begins. Because now you can begin to cultivate yourself however it is you want to be. Whether it's a happier person, 
a more willful person, a more aggressive person, a more sexual person, a more forward person. It doesn't matter. That's your artistic endeavor and not mine. What matters is you gain freedom to choose. And you learn the consequences of these choices. And at first, it may seem, well, you may not want to take responsibility for these things. Because then you have to take responsibility for the fact that you can be wrong. And that the content of your experience falls on your shoulders and no one else's. And that's that's the splinter in your mind that Morpheus told Neo about. It's the thing that's scratching away. You know you should take responsibility. You know you should be in the present. But the problem is the present is filled with pain. The inescapable pain accompanied by every day, every hour, and typically every moment. Bones grind, people grow. Change is accompanied with death. The process of life itself, by definition, acts as an opposite to death. The state of time, as we know it, is the process of change. It's the process of pain. You can cultivate the state. Gratitude, for instance. You are free to sit in gratitude and to practice that emotion and to see the consequences and the ripple effects of that in your life. See how people treat you differently, how you treat yourself differently, and the intimations of growth you may trigger in others. And that's a really interesting one. I'm not sure why, but I had this intimation to express this, and so here it is. Thank you very much for listening. Namaste. And remember, pain is inescapable.